everyone, and welcome back to Hail to the Podcast, a podcast by Redskins fans, for Redskins fans, for those of us who have been hailing through the thick and thin. I am your host, Andrew Alex, a sports reporter at ESPN Radio here in the great city of Blacksburg, Virginia. And as you all know, folks, the Redskins are 1-0. But now, the Arizona Cardinals, they're behind us. Right in front of us, the Indianapolis Colts. And who better to join me here on Hail to the Podcast than my good friend, Indianapolis Colts expert, Nathan Brennan. Nathan, brother, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. So, Nathan, a, uh, a Colts fan. And first, just tell me how you ended up being a Colts fan, real quick. So, my parents are actually from Indianapolis. My dad went to Notre Dame. My mom went to Ball State. So, I was born in Chicago, but every single year I would always be in and out of Indiana. So, big Colts fan, big Colts fan. Uh, they stole him from being a Redskins fan, Nathan, a Richmond guy. So, you know, let's get things going here. Let's talk about the Colts. Let's learn about this enemy. So, let's get to the elephant in the room first. Andrew Luck. He appears to be healthy. What did you see from him against the Bengals in Week 1? So I actually liked what I saw. It kind of worried me at first. His first ever uh, pass since coming back was actually an interception, so I was a bit nervous at first. But after that, I think he completed, I would say, 7 out of 7. It might have been 8 out of 8 straight passes, so it was nice to see that. He did end up going 39 for 53, 319 yards, two touchdowns, quarterback rating of 93, so I will say I really did like what I see from Andrew Luck. Uh, looked like the old Andrew Luck, at least from a Colts perspective, which we used to see back in his Pro Bowl days, so it was really nice to see him uh, coming to his own again. Yeah, so uh, 53 passing attempts for Andrew Luck. I mean, obviously, that's a lot in, in Redskins' world. Is that usage something that you think is going to be uh, something that we're going to see all season from Andrew Luck with the Colts? Absolutely. I think it is not crazy to think that you'll see 50 passing attempts nearly every game. Because um, I will say the Colts are probably going to be playing from behind at least most games. Uh, defense just just really isn't that good this season. So I will say 50 is not a crazy number. I wouldn't even be surprised to see 60 some games. So, yeah, I would I would expect this many attempts nearly every game. So from a fan's perspective, right, Andrew Luck, his first game back, nearly two years, nearly two years since he last took the field, what grade would you give him personally, and what grade would you give the Colts' performance as a whole in Week 1 against the Bengals? So as unbiased as I can say it, I, I would personally give Andrew Luck an A. I think he looked absolutely fantastic. I think what we saw from Andrew Luck since he came into the league in 2012, I think it was it was prime Andrew Luck. We I haven't seen this in a long time, so it was it was a long time coming. He looked really good. Two, two touchdowns, like I said. Um, so I would give him an A. The rest of the team, I just I really don't know. I want to say around a C, maybe a B-. minus. It was just... The running back situation is a bit of a mess. We got some really young guys there at running back. The front seven is is just really not that good, as you guys probably know. The Colts defense just hasn't been that good in recent years. So I would probably say around a C for the majority of the team, but I will say Andrew Luck is going to keep us in a lot of games this season. Yeah, and just for you Redskins fans out there, I know most of you, you know, you probably look at the way that the Redskins handled the Arizona Cardinals in Week 1, and you look at you know other scores from Week 1, you see the Colts lost to the Cincinnati Bengals, who we kind of all probably figure is a pretty bad football team, but 
the double-digit loss, they lost by 11 points. That's, that doesn't tell the whole story. They were actually driving to win the game, and it was a red zone fumble that was taken back for a touchdown and ended up being the difference there. But would you say the Colts were at least very competitive throughout that entire game? They were. They were actually up by, I want to say, 10 at one point. We actually got a pretty decent lead, but uh, leave it to the Colts to choke, which wasn't much of a surprise to us Colts fans. But I will say, as long as you have Andrew Luck at the helm, if he produces like he did this game, I, there's no reason for anyone to think the Colts aren't going to at least be competitive this season. Yeah, and, and you know, despite the loss, the Colts had more total yards, more third downs converted, more passing yards, and fewer penalties than the Bengals. The turnovers, which you know, any football guy out there can tell you, uh, that was the one that the Bengals won, and they ultimately end up winning the game because of it. Now, let's get to uh, you know the other aspects of this Indianapolis offense, starting with the running backs. The running back situation, not great in Indy right now. Frank Gore is gone. He's been gone for now a couple years now, or is his second year? This is his first year. Oh, his first year gone. Okay, so. so his first year off the team, and uh, so, so some new faces in the Indianapolis backfield. Who are they, and how would you expect them to be used in this game against the Redskins? So last game, Jordan Wilkins, running back from Ole Miss, he's actually a rookie. He had 14 attempts. And Naheem Hines, NC State guy, uh, ACC guy, we've seen him play a little bit. He actually had five attempts, and that was the bulk of your carries. Uh, Marlon Mack actually didn't play. He was our fourth-round pick last year, uh, second-year player. He is going to be playing this week, so I would expect to see a lot from Marlon Mack. Uh, a lot from Jordan Wilkins. He was actually initially supposed to be a returner, but it looks like the Colts are liking what they're seeing from him. Uh, young guy, he's got a lot to prove. So it'll be interesting to watch these running backs go throughout the season because I, they're really young. A lot of them are pretty raw. So I'm not really sure what to expect. Again, like I said, I think you need to look at a lot of screen passes. I think you got to look at a lot of passes out of the backfield. But from a running perspective, it's, it's definitely a running back by committee situation. Yeah, and um, it... it it is interesting, but uh, even through the running back by committee, if you had to pick one guy, one guy, who, who's going to get the most total yards out of that backfield? Hot take. Hot take. Wow. I would probably say Marlon Mack, depending on how injury he how injury prone he is at this time. Uh, again, he didn't play last week, but what I saw from him last year, he's really good out of the backfield. I think he can he can get you those third downs, those third and twos that you need. So if, if I had to say anyone to look out for, it'd definitely be Marlon Mack. All right. Now back to the aerial attack. Let's talk wide receivers. Obviously, T.Y. Hilton. The guy, the guy, he has been the guy, and it looks like he will be the guy for the foreseeable future with Indianapolis. But beyond that, beyond that number one wide receiver, who's Andrew Luck throwing to with those 53 passing attempts, right? So I like that you did mention T.Y. Hilton. He actually did have 11 targets last game, so he was definitely targeted, um, actually targeted the most at any receiver. But another thing that I really want to point out is that Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron actually had 15 targets this game, so Andrew Luck's definitely looking to check down to his tight ends, which isn't any surprise to anyone. He's been doing that for years. Um, also, I think someone you got to look out for had nine targets, your guy Ryan Grant. Uh, past Redskins, so I think he's definitely the number two guy from a receiving standpoint. I think he 
definitely need to look at those tight ends as well, though. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know about what happened with the Colts, I mean, I know it wasn't a second-round pick like Darius Geis, but Indianapolis in a similar situation to the Redskins with a promising rookie in a skilled position uh, going out. Was it the first game of the preseason? First game. Yeah, Clemson wide receiver Deion Kane, who is looking to be the Colts' number three receiver this year, out with an ACL injury in the first preseason game as well. So that's something where our two fan bases uh, can seriously, seriously relate. Uh, the addition of Ebron, I think, is also good for the Colts. I agree with that. A guy who might not have gotten, uh, at least has the opportunity here with the Colts to get a, a new a new slate after, you know, the the, the, just the thing with Detroit didn't end up working out as well as he wanted, but always flashing a lot of talent, and we know how guys like Andrew Luck love those tight ends. Uh do you expect to see a lot of, like, because the Redskins, they run two tight end sets, right, with with Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis. Do you expect the Colts to do the same kind of thing with uh, Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron? 100%. I think Jack Doyle's definitely your go-to guy. I mean, he's definitely proved himself over the past couple of years to be one of the better tight ends in the game, in my opinion. But I think you should expect a lot of the double tight end sets from the Colts. Again, like I said, Andrew Luck really does love his tight ends. Um, all right, so now going to the offensive line, uh, the Colts... You know, they had, well, the Colts were, for if you guys don't know, the third worst team in the NFL last year. They were slated to have the number three pick. They ultimately swapped their pick with the New York Jets, pick up a future pick, um, because the Jets wanted Darnold, and the Colts knew that they did not need a quarterback. They have Andrew Luck. Uh, they had the opportunity to pick a defensive end in Bradley Chubb. They had an opportunity to pick a guy like Derwin James, a guy like Roquan Smith, these big-time named uh, defensive players that were coming out in this draft class. They ultimately choose to go with the guard, Quentin Nelson, out of Notre Dame. Tell me what you saw from Nelson on tape after week one. So what I liked more than anything from Quentin Nelson, um, like I said, passing out of the backfield to those running backs, we like to run a lot of screen passes. So Quentin Nelson out in open field is a force to be reckoned with. I'll tell you that right now. That's a big man out in open field. So I really liked I really liked him taking the lead on some of those screen passes. I think he's definitely going to give Andrew Luck a lot of protection from that blind side, which I really do like to see. I think more than anything, the Colts are trying to invest in Andrew Luck. So I understand the argument that a defensive player might have been smarter in that situation, but more than anything, I think the Colts' first priority is protecting Andrew Luck, especially from that left side. And, uh, and you, you, we talked off the air about a, uh, a, a mix-up at left tackle. You said the uh, you said that was it the right side of the line or the left side of the line is more uh, is the left side of the line that you're more confident with. Talk about the switch at left tackle between last week and this week. So Joe Haig, who's Initially, our right tackle for this season actually was moved to left tackle last week because our Pro Bowl, previous Pro Bowl left tackle, Anthony Costanzo, he unfortunately was out last week. I'm not entirely sure the the extent of that injury situation, but he will be back this week. So a, a previous left tackle from Anthony Costanzo, he's getting a bit older. I'm not sure what more he has left in the tank, but he will be starting to left tackle. I like what I've seen from Quentin Nelson, at least from, our, from the first game, what I saw in the preseason on that left guard spot. And then we did take... Ryan Kelly a couple years ago, center out of Alabama. So I would say the left side is it's looking pretty good in my opinion, which I like to see, especially from a Colts fan perspective. Watch that blind side being um, being fixed up a little bit. But on that right side, I, I don't really know what to expect. So I, I will say the pass rush from the right side might be more of a more of a viable option for this week. Yeah, 
and from what I saw from Nelson on tape as well, uh, going back to that, he looks really good. And I know that you know, as as fans, especially when you have to deal with the, you know the fan base at large, taking an interior lineman in the in the top ten picks, uh, not always the most popular decision. But as Redskins fans know, the same Redskins fans that were going up in arms back in 2015 when they picked Brandon Sheriff, uh, a lineman out of Iowa with pick number six, but when Leonard Williams was still on the board. But, you know, a couple years later, we're talking about how much we're going to have to pay Brandon Sheriff because he's been an immediate, you know, all-pro level impact player on the offensive line and the perfect guy to, you know, put on a line with the likes of Trent Williams and Morgan Moses. So building up the line from the interior is, is a great way to go, you know, try to build back up from 4-12, and 12, especially, especially when you're a team that has to prioritize above all else protecting your quarterback, Andrew Luck. But now let's get to the defense. The defense, a little bit more of a question mark for the Colts than on the offensive side of the ball. Talk about the strengths and weaknesses you see from this Colts defense. So I will say from a secondary perspective, I think the Colts are making some some quality moves. Last year we took Malik Hooker with our first-round pick, uh, free safety. We took Quincy Wilson, who's been playing a little bit of corner. He played a little bit last season. He actually is starting this season. So I will say the secondary is coming along, again, pretty young, but I will say I do like what I see out of the secondary. The problem with the Colts, which we've seen for the past previous years, especially with the retirement of Robert Mathis, it's just that front seven is rough. Um, Darius Leonard was our leading tackler last season, second-round pick from South Carolina State. So anytime you have a rookie leading in tackles, it's not necessarily a red flag, but it's definitely something to think about. So I would say more than anything that front seven, especially looking last week against a, a Bengals offense, which in my opinion isn't that great of an offense, but they just they tore that front seven apart. So I would say that's definitely one of the bigger weaknesses for the Colts as a whole. <laughs> and if you're a Redskins fan you hear that, that uh, is a, a good thing to hear when we have a uh, you know couple of pro bowlers on the offensive line and then apparently maybe a rejuvenated Adrian Peterson. We shall see. We shall see if he can have a repeat performance from last week. So now the Colts are under a, a new head coach now, Frank Reich. He's at the helm for Indy. Uh, tell me about Frank, his background, and uh, what you've seen from him in his first game as the uh, head coach of the Colts. So he actually was the offensive coordinator for the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles last season. And from what I've been told, what I've what I've read, he's actually a quarterback's coach. Which, of course, here in Indy, we love uh, Andrew Luck. We love hearing the, no, from a quarterback's coach, um, especially coming from Chuck Pagano, who was more of a defensive-minded guy. Um, it's nice to see him come in. So I think the offense is really going to, going to revolve around him. I did like his play calling for the most part last last week, so I think he's definitely the guy that the Colts need at the helm, especially from an offensive perspective. Yeah, Indeed. And uh, so now let's play a little game. Uh, it's called I Want Your Two Bold Predictions. It can be anything Colts related. What do you expect to see in this game from the Indianapolis Colts? Well, unfortunately enough, I'm going to have to go from the offensive side because this defense is just so sporadic, and I really have no idea where that's going to go. Um, so two bold predictions that I have. I think Andrew Luck is going to continue his attempt streak per se. I think he's going to throw for over 50 passes again. I just don't see any scenario in which the Colts don't have him thrown at least 50 pass attempts, especially against the Redskins team, which I think they're going to be down early, especially at FedEx Field. So I will say I think you should definitely look for at least 50 pass attempts, possibly even more from Andrew Luck. Um, another thing that I would like to point out, too, 
Let's think. Um, I would probably say your tight ends are going to have two touchdowns. So I think Jack Doyle is going to have a touchdown. I think Eric Ebron is going to have a touchdown. All right. From the Redskins side here, my two bold predictions. Uh, one is going to be that I think that this Redskins run, this Redskins backfield, Chris Thompson and Adrian Peterson, are again going to have 200 yards of total offense combined. Now, we've seen what Chris Thompson can do, the electrifying catches out of the backfield, so on and so forth. Combine that with what you described as a very weak defensive front, and I think Sheriff and Williams are going to be able to get enough of a push to get AP going again, just like they did against, quite frankly, a very talented defensive line in the Arizona Cardinals. So I expect big things from the running backs again. And I'm just going to go with my gut here. I'm going to say that we get the three sacks, three sacks, all from a linebacker. So Preston Smith, Ryan Anderson, Ryan Kerrigan coming from the edge. I think that Quentin Nelson is going to give a test to uh, Deron Payne, the rookie nose tackle out of Alabama. He might not be as impactful as he was last week, but because Payne's going to be taking his attention, I think it's going to open up things on the outside, and Kerrigan, who did not have a sack in his first game, will get his first of the season, perhaps Preston Smith as well. So we have talked about the Colts, we have touched on the Redskins, and now it is time to pick this game. Nathan, what will happen in your eyes? at FedEx Field on Sunday. Pains me to say this, but I actually did watch some of the Redskins game last week, and I will tell you that running attack actually did look pretty darn good. And I just, there's so many red flags on this Colts defense. That front seven is just disappointing me year after year. So I wouldn't be surprised at FedEx Field. I would I would expect the Redskins to probably pull this one out. I think it will be very competitive. I think Andrew Luck's going to give them a run for their money. I think your secondary is also pretty pretty stacked. But I think Andrew Luck is an elite quarterback. I think he's going he's gonna to be competitive. He's going to come and show out. But... I could see a score of around 31-21, 31-24-ish. Um, I, I just don't see the Colts pulling this one out. Yeah, and I agree. I, I do think, though, and Redskins fans, hear me here. Y'all are underestimating the Colts a little bit. You guys are thinking of the Jacoby Brissett Colts. Andrew Luck's the kind of player who I put him... You know, if he is the same Andrew Luck that we saw in the pa- in past years, if he is truly back from this injury, he's the kind of player that, despite the weapons around him, a couple throws here and there, he'll keep you in a game. Almost at that Aaron Rodgers level. Not quite Aaron Rodgers, of course. but So it's going to be a closer game than expected. But ultimately, I think the weaknesses on this Colts defense are going to be... Uh, a pretty big a pretty big deal and the Redskins are going to pull this one out 27 to 17. Before we go, uh Nathan talking about the Colts. When was the last year? When was the last season you would say that you've been more excited about a Colts team? Uh, I would probably have to go to the year they went to the AFC Championship. What was that? 2015? I believe it was um, the whole Deflate Gate thing when oh, they were yeah. in the AFC. Unfortunately, <laughs> it was it was with the Colts the whole Deflate Gate situation. For those of you that don't remember, um, that that was probably the last time I was this excited for a Colts team. Like like we talked about earlier, didn't have Angel Luck all of last season. It's tough seeing Jacoby Brissett just struggle last season. Um, the season before that, I know Angel Luck was playing, but he wasn't hundred percent. So I will say this is the first season that I've seen at least personally in a long time that Angel Luck really has looked like himself. So maybe not. 
from a record perspective, maybe not from a playoff perspective, but there's there's definitely some things cooking in Indy that I think are definitely definitely worth looking for. And, uh, and uh, I agree. The Colts very well may be a dark horse team for the playoffs, and as Redskins fans, we know how it feels to be a dark horse team for the playoffs. So hopefully... You know, it, it, if the shoe fits, me and I can get Nathan back in the booth with me to recap this game on either Sunday night or Monday morning. Depends on if I decide to drink or not. <laughs> and uh, we will recap all the action for you then. Now, I am Andrew Alex. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Alex Radio. You can follow this podcast at Hail to the Podcast. You can follow Nathan at HGN Pod. HGN Pod. Oh yeah, he's starting a podcast. He just needs to, uh, you know, he just needs to start moving his feet a little bit. Start recording. Yeah, a little I taught. Bit, I taught right. him how. I taught him how to rent a sound booth and a microphone. So that's right. Hopefully, he can uh, make moves from there. But HGN Pod. Uh, now, remember, folks, if you like this podcast, please, please subscribe. And if you really like this podcast, take out your phone. And text some Redskins fans about this podcast and how it's worth 20 minutes of your workday in your cubicle in Arlington or Bethesda or wherever you may be. I am happy to be a part of your work week, and I am happy to watch the Redskins go 2-0 and on Sunday afternoon. Until then, hail to the Redskins.